Shannon. Hey. Long time no see. Every How time you, you see Shannon, I think I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, well. It's been too long. It has been too long. I'm so excited. Brett's finally here. Yay, he he relocated. He's with the Baltimore Ravens now. So sorry to everybody. We had to reschedule this podcast. But Brett, the legend, the mystery, the myth, Huntley is here. And before we get into it, I just want to read a little background for everybody out there. Um, Brett Allen Huntley Jr. Are we ready? Shannon, you may take it away. You want to read it? You got it? No, you take it away. I've got here a little raspy go. voice. So. Brett Allen Huntley Jr. I didn't know his middle name was Allen. Did we call him Allen? Allen? I don't. I, I didn't know that either it. when I was reading it. Brett Huntley Jr. is an American football quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens of the National Football League. He played college football for the UCLA Bruins, where he was the school's career leader in both total offense and touchdown passes. He was drafted by the Packers in the fifth round of the 2015 NFL Draft. Brett is currently with the Ravens and leads what we'll talk about later, I'm sure, is the Huntley Foundation. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, there he is. Yay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Raise Ray, the roof, baby. Raise the roof. You look like you just got your head sticking out of the window. Did you just get a new haircut or something? <laughs> yeah, for everybody who didn't see, this is a brand new style that I'm rocking till tomorrow, actually. Um... Yeah, you know, I feel like I have a big forehead and, um, you know, just uh, enjoying life here. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I, I like it. I think it looks good. I'm, I'm all for it. Dude, I love Thank it, you. too. You're looking slick, man. Do Thank the head you. twist like this. Let's see what yeah, you got going on that. in the back. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's oh, like it is. It's, this, is, this is done by Paris, so I want to shout her out. But, yes. um, yeah, this is, my sister did this, and uh, I, was just, I just came back from Columbus visiting them. And um, I was, we were just sitting there, and I was like, you know what, you want to braid this hair, and we got to try this I'm thing in, out. I'm very uh, impressed with her skills. I am too. I didn't I know. Too. Like, I didn't either. I, I, you know, she's she's done school, she's done it, but like, this is the first time braids in my life. I, I mean, my dad would probably have a heart attack when he sees it. <laughs> it's always been like a fade. Or some short hair, and I was like, "Screw it, man! I'm gonna keep growing this thing out." And uh, now we're at the cornrows part, so we'll see what happens next. I love it. I, I love, love it. that. So you just visited. And so for those listening, pa- Brett's sister Paris has epilepsy, and Brett's been a fierce advocate for several years now. And I'm so glad. Did you get to see uh, your mom, April? Was she there too? Yeah, my mom's was there, um, and we, we had a good time. We just and little man Elijah Ball of Joy for everybody who doesn't know that is my nephew Paris's son, mm-hmm. and um, we just got to spend some family time. And I don't really get to make it out there that much, so it was really cool to get out there. I think the last time I was out there was like a year, um, and so to go out there and just spend some time with them. And uh, are you guys cool if I cuss on this podcast? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, it's unfiltered. I had no idea. So, I was about to say shoot the shit, you know, but I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> but um, oh, you can't but, say yeah, shit. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, what we say, Brett, we say seizures aren't filtered, so neither are we. Yes, so that's okay. hazy, not I crazy. Love, I love that. I love that's that, and I'm so happy to. I, I'm so happy we got to do it for everybody. We had planned this whole <laughs> podcast earlier and the day it was supposed to happen i got a call from my agent i was like hey can you go out to fly out to baltimore and i got signed that day so that's why we had to reschedule so now we're here but thank awesome. you for having me on. Praise i the guess Lord. that's an okay excuse we'll take it <laughs> hell yeah it's way better than any excuse i've had right <laughs> me too fuck that yeah Woo-hoo. all right <gasps> well then on that, talking about Paris, and on that note, we're just going to kind of dive yeah. right in, and um, and we all we mentioned this. Brett's sister Paris has epilepsy. So Brett, tell us about that. Tell us when epilepsy first became a part of your family and your life, and um, just I don't know. Give us some little. Give us like listeners, everybody, a little history. Yeah. Yeah, the backstory. For those of how that we don't know, I oh. Yeah, for how this is all. For, for everyone but, who didn't uh, see the ESPN um, documentary. I, know, I forgot about that. Pete. I forgot. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how much, how far one. this has come. Yeah, it, it sure was. Um, 
but for everybody watching, um, me and Paris, uh, my sister, um, she started having seizures when what I was eight or nine, and she was nine or ten, and um, it started just you know uh, she had her first seizure when we were getting ready to go to school, and um, that sort of led the journey to now where we're at now. And um, when it initially started, you know a lot was going on. And how far do you, you guys want me to give the whole overview, or um, we, you guys? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, you can make you can. You can yeah, she started having seizures when we were about nine. Or she was about nine or ten, and um, didn't know absolutely anything about seizures. I mean, I was I was a little kid. Parents didn't know anything, um, and it was you know going through the process of high school and everything like that, and helping her out. Um, again, didn't know much. We were learning as we went, and it wasn't until we got to or I got to LA uh, with with UCLA and just barely let something out as far as this is the first time I ever let something out with my sister and, uh, and epilepsy. I just said something briefly, very briefly in a, in an interview. And, um, it, it, it sparked everything. Um, media outlet picked it up and, uh, and we got contacted by the greater of Los Angeles, uh, epilepsy foundation. And we started working with them. And then that was the moment for us where, uh, our store Paris's story, uh, really started being told, and we started meeting uh, great individuals, um, Andy, Shannon, Nate. I mean, it's crazy. People don't know, but, like, we go way back <laughs> like, to those days, like, way back to the brain, the big brain that you walk through <laughs> at the Rose Bowl. Like, we go way back. So um, yeah. that was probably the first time that Paris felt, um, Paris or any of us felt a sense of uh, community. And a sense of uh, being able to talk and, you know, go through this journey with others in this going through the same thing. And um, Paris finally felt, you know, able to open up and share a story. And um, one thing led to another. And I'm sure we'll get into all that stuff. But, um, you know, that's that's really the, the how it started. And um, well, I'm thankful I'm on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, it's so funny that you say that because I think. I might have been one of the first ones that picked up on whatever you said, like on the media. And then, you know, I'm like hitting Andy, my husband. For those of you that are listening, my husband um, also played football at UCLA. And uh, I said, you know, babe, 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 you got to let's can you talk to Coach Mora at the time? I was like, you got to talk to this guy and see if we can talk to Brad. And anyway, somehow it all ended up like here we are. I mean, all these years later. So great. I remember that. Yeah, God bless that, Shannon. I remember you're talking about the brain. I remember actually being with the four of you right under that. It was like your freshman year, right? And just being in Paris. It was because I remember we're doing media too. And like, you know, nobody was like really around or really kind of paying attention. And then I remember a couple tailgates, you know, four years later, not even three years later. It's just like (laughs) completely different. Just like, you know, he's got the crew rolling with them and uh, and being in that spotlight. I know everyone's so grateful for you using your platform, Brett, and, and your sister as well and, and helping get um, and build even a stronger community and setting a really just a really positive, amazing example through through that. Um, I think this may be a good time to touch on, you know, how your sister Paris was also an athlete um, and a track yeah. star and and. And of course, we know this story, but can you talk about some of the limitations she faced um, as a result of that and how she overcame those? Yeah, um, the biggest really is uh, when when she first started going through figuring out, um, you know, medicines. It's not. And again, for everybody watching, it's not that you just get one medicine and then it just cures all be all like you got to like, it's just the start. <laughs> and then you figure out over time what works, what doesn't, um, what the side effects are. Cause that, those are big. Um, and how you can handle those sort of side effects and what can be done to, to maybe prevent or lessen the side effects. Uh, one thing for Paris was, you know, her hands started shaking really bad and, uh, taking all those medicines, it made her tired. I mean, you got to think she's getting overloaded with, um, yeah bunch of medicine and now i mean she takes this i 
positive is not overestimating. Uh, twenty, like twenty, ten to twenty pills a day, um, just to control, you know, her seizures and uh, everything else that goes with it. So it took a while to get there. Um, and so for her starting out with one, um, you know, she was an awesome track runner. Uh, she was faster than me. I will give her that back then. But oh uh, snap! You know, just. Yeah, I'll give it to her. She was she was fast. She was we all ran track together. Um, but it, it just to see her from my perspective, like have to abruptly stop, um, you know, sports. And, you know, it's not it's not it, to, to her. It was her passion. Um, and so to see her stop that or have to stop that because of uh, um, epilepsy and going through the battle of trying to find, um, you know, um, the, the right medication or the right concoction. Um, it, it, it was a lot and it was a lot for her, um, to be able to stop. And then, you know, it, life changes quick. Um, once you get diagnosed, <laughs> once you get diagnosed, uh, so it Hell was, yeah. you know, I mean, we didn't really spend too much time in the hospitals, but once the diagnosis happened in that first seizure, I mean, it was countless days in the hospital for her. It was countless hundreds of shoulder, um, um, dislocations, concussions i mean a lot comes with it life changes fast and uh we all had to um you know figure out things on the fly so uh you know it was, it was just a lot to see her and it's funny we were just doing this which i'm sure we'll get into later uh possibly but we were just recording this uh these reels and talking about her track you know history and i mean she dang near broke down crying when talking about the track we did this filming on the track at Taylor high school where it all sort of began and um you could just tell you know that's that's her passion and that's what she truly loved and um you know her life is uh where it's at and she's doing amazing now and um has a son and uh, taking care of him but you know it's, it, it is hard to you know be on this path and then completely have to uh take a left-hand turn a 90 degree angle and um go a different route Cool. So when you raced her, when she tracked, you said she, you admitted she, she, she smoked you? She smoked you? Was that with or without braids? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's with without braids. So actually, my aerodynamics would have been better if that. <laughs> there we go. I would have probably been so much faster. I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking about keeping these to camp, too, and just rocking them. You should, man. Go with it. Just do it. I know. You know, why not? Cheers to that. Oh man, you know that. <laughs> we, yeah, we were supposed to. So originally, we were gonna have Paris and Brett. It was was it Paris's birthday? Brett being the amazing uh, brother he is, I think they both. I think they went on a sibling trip to Miami, and that's where we'll cut to these pictures right here. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Great yeah, Paris. I'm sure uh -huh. you can't remember. I mean, we, it was a great, great time. Yeah, great time. Dude, that made wow. yeah. That's so <laughs> with with your experience, you know, being in the NFL and stuff. I'm curious to know, like you you've been really intimately involved in epilepsy advocacy and stuff. Is there? Do you see like? And there's this, you know, with traumatic brain injury, TMI. There's also the CTE, which a lot of people don't really necessarily talk about. But have you yeah. ever seen seizures? prevalent in the nfl or do you have any experiences that you can expound upon about Man. um that you know the, yeah, yeah you know what's crazy i didn't i never i'm telling you until paris had a seizure it's like it's to me it's like the the the, the arrow and fedex you never see it and i don't know if you guys can pull up a clip but you never yeah. see it because <laughs> now that you now if you guys pull up this clip and the, edit this yeah yeah <laughs> i got we're you we're gonna destroy all the freaking viewers because now you're going to see this arrow and it's like that was the, that was what it was like with with epilepsy i mean it's like you never noticed any you know until you know it and then you started talking to people and then it's like oh you 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 um and so it was never too much in the football world um i, I remember vividly i remember um in Chandler high school we used to have a, a kid i forgot his name but he, we would be practicing, and he would have a seizure. But it would be such a short seizure that he would, we would be going through warmups. He would fall, have a seizure, get up, and finish the the sprint or the high knees or whatever. So it was so quick, and that was the first experience that I had with it in football. And then once we got to um, 
to the once I got to the NFL, I didn't I didn't uh, wasn't around anybody at UCLA that uh, had him. And then once I got to the NFL, um, another great friend of mine actually, um, I came with them into Green Bay, um, and he started having seizures in his sleep. But this was like I mean he had never had him before. It was this was like twenty some years old. Then started having him in his sleep, and uh, then after that. Uh, we actually started talking to him with Sam and stuff like that. But then after that, retired and, um, you know, now is doing uh, amazing things in Atlanta. I just saw him last week. But, um, yeah, I, I never noticed it. But now um, seeing this and, and things, so it's, it's, it's crazy to see sort of individuals that I know personally sort of go through this, especially in the NFL. Wow, that's so scary. Yeah. And didn't um, – um, yeah, in the sleep. I am drawing a blank right now. To Chicago's quarterback, Justin Fields. He oh yeah. He has he has epilepsy as well, and I know. And that's the hard part in the in, in football world. You don't like nobody wants to talk about having seizures because one, sure. it's probably going to put you at a disadvantage with your doctors and you you know your physical and stuff like that. And then two, you know your coaches might not think they can rely on you because. You might not be there for a game if things happen, you know, maybe the morning. So there's so much to so in football where, like, you don't people don't want to talk about it. And if they sure. have them, they for sure want to throw it under the rug, you know. Ha, has any – so not even – okay, so I, backing up here. Obviously, you have a huge platform, and you're using it. And, um, and so you kind of – touched on you started when you started using that platform uh and maybe tell us a little bit more about um why that's so important to you i mean because of your sister but a little bit about that and um you know for those listeners who aren't aware too you just recently uh received major kudos from the nfl for its major uh, community service recognition uh, and i'm wondering do does anybody so Nobody ever really comes up to you and says anything like, hey, my sister's got epilepsy or this or that. I don't know how, I mean, I'm just no, I, curious. I, no, yeah, I, I, I get that quite a bit. And a lot of that really comes from like social media. So I'll get that. But like oh, okay. in the locker room, yeah, but not. in the locker room, I, I, it's, it's not much. You know, I, I, I've ran into sure. far and few between that players um, will come up and say, hey, you know, I've, I've run into a few, but uh, a lot of the times, I'm telling you, it's 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 one of those things that just players um, aren't aren't too. Oh, and and the sense I think the biggest thing is like what we were what we figured out, especially Paris is like when we were you know when she was growing up with it when I was seeing it witnessing, we didn't really talk to anybody so it, because we didn't know any better and we you know maybe it's because you know Paris felt shame you know there's a whole bunch of identity stuff to work through when you actually open up to saying I have epilepsy or my sister has epilepsy um and 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 there's things that you really have to be vulnerable about I mean you're you're allowing people into your life so a lot of the times in the locker rooms you you don't necessarily get that vulnerability with players or with you know their family or their internal life that is sure. them opening up and saying like, "Hey, this is this is what's going on," and I know you're an advocate for it, but but these are the things you know. My sister might have it, or my brother, you know. So I, it's not it's not too much, you know. Yeah. Well, which makes sense. I mean, this is your job. You're there. You're working. You know, it's kind of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah time right? to place, I mean, right? Yeah, just, yeah, just seriously. I think yeah, we really all of us that aren't yeah. in there in the locker room kind of have a more glorified you know like oh you know yeah. we're all holding hands and singing kumbaya and, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and maybe that's it's just... literally like work <laughs> hold on i want to hear yeah, what right. shannon's point of view is on what goes on in the locker room <laughs> i mean you don't know what i, I think oh you don't want to know i'm just <laughs> epilepsy unfiltered here we go Woo! we're gonna get canceled after Shit. dark <laughs> Just a couple bros chilling out in the ice tub. So, fuck those seizures, right? Gonna, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know it's funny. You know it's funny, and I always look at interviews that were dating. Like there's, there was these late back in the day. Like back uh, when I first got in the league, you could come in like interviewers and stuff could walk into the locker room. I mean, as soon as you're done with the game, you're walking in. You got interviews, and I mean, it's not like players are, you know 
dressed. I mean, you're getting out the shower, you're this, there's ladies in there, and now there's a there's a grace period, so everybody but I'm, I'm I thought it was still period. like that. No? No, now there's a grace period. Now there's a grace period. It's a, it's a, you have a certain amount of time before the people can come in, but like when I first got in the league, you be getting out the shower and there'd be a mic right then and there, and I mean I mean people would be naked. I mean it was I'm sure the ladies, the the interviewers loved it because they were yeah. in there. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so tell me about <laughs> Hell yeah, I remember at Ohio University it was like that too. And I remember just randomly a bunch of recruits just came in, just like it was just open. Yes. I was like, what's going Definitely. on? You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, you got people, you got trying to get dressed, and yeah. you should just stand there, buck ass naked, just and then do your PSA for epilepsy. Yeah, oh, that's what Andy would do for that's sure. Right. Andy would, Andy would love that a hundred percent. Who doesn't sure want to would. see this? You know, that's exactly his. His. I don't know anybody really. That's so true. So true, right? Okay, I got a new PSA for the Huntley Foundation, guys. Yes. We'll do it. Um, so, oh man, that's that's a, that's a much needed laugh. I just realized we haven't actually just really introduced um, your sister here real quick. So we got so I got some pictures, Brett. I don't know if you've seen these yet. Um, Let's check them out. And yeah, audience, this is going to be a blast from the past. Hopefully, this is. Uh, tell oh, us about yeah. this one, the, man. The dashiki. Yes. Going back to my Black Panther days, baby. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that's I just watched that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, that is my mom, God. my beautiful mother. That is Paris in the middle. Um, she is in for everybody. She's a year older than me. Um, and that is my big head itself without braids, but you couldn't see. Um, still got that forehead. I, I see. Uh, <laughs> I, I sure do, man. Honestly, I, I I didn't notice it for the longest, but now I, I really do. Um, but I don't even know where this picture was taken at. But man, where you get these photos? Paris had to send these to you. I mean, I got my ways, man. I don't know. Okay, that's uh, I'm digging. I give this, you know. What do you rate this one, Shannon? I mean, you got the family together. It's so beautiful. Cute. Yeah. I mean, you got, yeah. I mean, we'll rate that of, so yeah. cute. Any yeah. pictures yeah. with people. I love I it. can see the look in Paris. I bet yeah. you she used to beat your ass. Look at that. She look at that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you got people don't realize I didn't I growing up, I didn't talk. Like I didn't Paris used to talk for yeah. me. Like that was how close yeah. I did not speak. I didn't I didn't really say many words. If somebody asked me something, Paris would respond. And I'll just sit there <laughs> I could, until I got older. I can, I can see that. I'm not lying. That's literally how. I can totally yeah, 100%, see that. Like, 100%. Like, that is. I promise you, ask Paris, it, it's how you sort. Would she scrap? Would she scrap for you if people picked on her brother? Hell yeah. I already know. Yeah, I'm, I can I, see yes, that. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's not a, look at, that is one thing that people know Paris in Arizona. Yeah, she used to throw down. She used to throw down. Oh, I'm sure she still does. There we go. Shout out to Boxing Paris, yeah. <laughs> I love Shout that. Shout out to Boxing Paris. Miami Reds. Okay, so speaking of Paris, I think I recognize her oh, here. Yeah. That, that is us right there. So I'm on the left. Um, <laughs> that's me. That's Paris right there with the big, uh, with all the teeth missing. And that's my cousin. Shout out to CT, Christian yeah, Taylor CT. Campbell. Um, that is him in the middle. And we, we grew up together and um ct is 11 days younger than i am and uh it was i mean ct i mean even though he's a cousin he's a brother so um that that was that was a good good family i feel like my top two teeth in that photo is is out but you just can't see them because i feel like this not good quality photo yeah this one's blown yeah. up so cute well, CT's, I love yeah. ct's got some shiners here this one's adorable you sure do Oh, look at the six-pack. Wow. <laughs> look, look. I knew I was going to be. <laughs> I knew I was going to be a prime athlete when I grew up. <laughs> yeah. But that Ripped. Is, yeah, that is. That's Paris. I, I said, again, I don't even know where the heck we were going. I, you know, we had to be going swimming. But, I mean, maybe uh, the pool or something. Physique. Yeah, with my beautiful physique right there. <laughs> and uh, that's Paris. Um, the man, I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy looking back on these photos because it's like – I mean, time goes so fast, so fast. It does. Um, well, then, then really, this will so this will really get in the vault right here. Oh, oh man, this is wow. This is, this is back in the day. It's funny. I look at this photo, and I'm not even sure if that's me or Paris. I'm. I think it's me. I'm just going off of maybe because it's blue, but 
I don't know. I, it could be Paris. It could be me. This could uh, have been the gender wow. reveal Paris. party. Yeah, yeah wow. no, I, think, I think that's Paris. Because if I was there, so this had to be Paris. Because I, I, I would have for sure been in the picture if I was in there somewhere. But that's my pops right there. That's my mom's. That's Paris in his arms, I'm guessing. Because uh, I'm not in the photo. Uh, and yeah, that's taking that's taking it way back. Damn, time goes fast. That's, that, that's the, your that's the mom and your mom and Paris yeah. look a lot alike. I don't think I ever oh, really yeah. like. Wow. Yeah, my pop, my pop, that, That's the original. I want to say America West. If 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 everybody remembers America West back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. if now yeah now America West then merged with and my mom was a flight attendant so she wore she was like the first class of America West. That was the logo on my dad's uh, shirt right oh, there. Oh, was that uh, original yeah, jet now, on the West Coast? That I, oh, it might have yeah. been. Yeah, oh. I, no, I want to say it was still America West. Now, now the company is American, so mm. um, they did a bunch of mergers, but now it's American. So she's been flight attendant for a minute now. Wow. Yeah. First. All right, yeah, that was awesome. You got any more, Nathan? I don't know. I'm, I got to text Paris. Yeah, I know. I got to text Paris. I'm going to be like, man, you're giving away this gold content right here, these baby photos. Yeah, <laughs> those are beautiful. Well, we saw, I think I saw some of those, too, when uh, you did the that great story. It was on ESPN. And God, I remember, we also went to a practice with this guy, Joey, that just, like, really wanted to meet you. And we did. He came and met you after that practice. and. I mean, oh, I yeah. think I definitely I wanted to show those pictures because it just really puts the time in place. Like you said, so much time has has passed and yeah. she's dealing with such a really, really serious, devastating disease at such an early age. Um, yeah. And then I mean, it's good. to It's good to know that some things don't change. Right. Like your forehead. Right. Still looking at that. <laughs> Boys, boys, boys. It's still good. That's all I'm saying, you know? It's like I find that very comforting, you know? I think it's just... Hey, people, I'm so, everybody, yeah. I'm getting these braids out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and then you need to... I'm not kidding. I love it. Blessed. So, um... So, um, so uh, tell us a little bit, Brett, um, about the Hunley Foundation. Yes. Maybe. Oh man. When when um, it was started, why don't you tell all the listeners and viewers a little bit, kind of, um, you know, we know about your history with epilepsy, kind of how it started, yeah. and and tell so, us why you and Paris and your whole family, what led you, you know, to to start the Hunley Foundation. Yeah, you you know, um, that's Sebastian running in the background, you guys. Um, but when, when we, uh, when we started the Hunley Foundation, um, it was 2019, 2020, 2020, I think. Um, so, you know, relatively new, um, but we had been working, uh, really close with, uh, at, at that point, the National Epilepsy Foundation. Uh, so we had been working with the, uh, LA chapter. And then once I went to green, got drafted to the Green Bay, we started working really close with the National uh, epilepsy foundation and we started meeting some amazing people sam estes um rick harrison um daniel moran like just met everybody and um and me and paris started talking and you know I, we've always said you know we sort of wanted to start something uh like a foundation and really the point of starting it was to make sure that the things that paris went through growing up and the things that i witnessed her growing up, as far as not feeling the sense of community. I mean, back then, growing up in Arizona, there wasn't a big community of epilepsy, at least to our knowledge. There there, there was so much missing as far as being able to communicate with somebody else, uh, going through the same battles uh, that they were. And um, we wanted to make sure that the people, you know, battling with this or the new, you know, individuals diagnosed with epilepsy, uh, didn't have to go with that. We want to create a sense of uh, a family, a community, a team. And, um, you know, then one night we were just talking and we said, you know, let's let's create this foundation and let's see where it goes. And uh, so we started the Hunley Foundation and that was really the basis of everything. We wanted to create a family and a team of people uh, in a community to where people didn't feel alone, to where they knew that 
going through this um, that we could bring everybody together. And it was a family, you know, I, we say it all the time, and I, I like to say it, Paris uh, is on the same track, but like it, it's the Hunley Foundation, but it's, you know, the Hunley, the Hunley name. We wanted to just create a family. That was the biggest thing. We wanted to where everybody felt a sense of community, uh, love, and and to where people really felt that they could be vulnerable and open about what they're going through. And then we also wanted to help out, um, you know, whether it be autism, uh, but we just wanted to give back. And I think that was our biggest message uh, starting this foundation is really hitting home with creating that family and that atmosphere with the with the foundation and then just giving back no matter where it is you know whether that again be the autism or uh or just giving back in whatever field we we see fit you know so that was really the base and start of why we started this foundation and um now we have grown and this would be a great time because if not nate can cut it but we're introducing our new CEO, Shannon. Woo! Oh! Let's go! Let's go! I'll take this. I'll take this. Yes. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen. I've been waiting so long. I know, ladies and gentlemen, seriously. And we are so, especially as a founder, like, we're just so thankful. Um, and, and again, we sort of talked about it uh before, especially our relationship, Shannon, but um, I'm just happy we're able to say this and, and put this out there, and we're so happy to have you um, leading the charge now. Me and Paris were just talking about it, actually, uh, when I was with her um, this weekend, and, like, it's, again, it's that sense of family, and from first, I mean, literally, from, like, the first person we probably met when we were given our story in, uh, at UCLA and really to bring us into the uh, uh, greater Los Angeles chapter uh, of the Epilepsy Foundation to like now, like leading the charge for that, like it is crazy to us because it's like, this is all we wanted. Like we just wanted that sense of community, we wanted that sense of family, we wanted people we knew and could really trust. And, and it's like, it's perfect. You know, it would not be anyone better. So we're, we're, we're just so thankful and just happy um, for, for the clock, you know, all, for you, like your family, everything, like seriously, like I'm, well, thank us. you. You're so sweet. I'm so excited too. <laughs> and I, Andy and I were talking and for everybody listening, Andy's my husband. Again, I already said that sooner, but uh, it really has kind of come full circle. And that was the part, yes. you know, and, and the things that Andy and I in our lives are really passionate about are, you know, epilepsy, you know, football, you know, yeah. <laughs> kids and, and giving, giving back to the community. And it's just all right here wrapped up in one, um, yeah. at the Hunley foundation. And it just, yeah. it's, uh, it's perfect. It's the most perfect yeah. fit just for me and for my family also. So we're super excited. Oh, yes. cheers. Awesome. cheers. Cheers. Shout out to High Noon. High Noon. Yeah. Cheers to that. God, that is a mind yeah. trip. It, it is crazy. And it's crazy, too, because I remember before you accepted, me and Nate, when we were in Vegas at the poker run, we're discussing it on the on outside. Uh, we were at the Airbnb, and me and him were just chilling, and we were just sitting there talking about it. And I told Nate, I was like, all right, don't bring it up to her because yeah. we don't want to throw her off and stuff like that. Because Nate was gonna say something, and I was like, "No, no, no, let's not say nothing, and we'll just, you know, we'll just call her and see." And I, it's crazy. So we're we're, we're thankful. Everybody was so juiced um, to 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 make this transition of you being the CEO, and me and Nate were the first people sitting there talking about it. So we're happy, very very happy. Well, I'm excited, and I'm I'm excited. I think there's great things have been done, and there's a lot more good that can be done, and great things are in store for the future. So I'm ex yes. I'm super yes, super stoked. How's that? Uh, but wait, I want to. You guys, let's touch on real fast though the poker run. Um, that's something yeah. that you both have done. We talked a tiny bit about it at the beginning. Um, tell us about it. Tell us what it is. And yeah. um, I've I've never been, but uh, I don't know. Give us some. You know, we know you you work with Rick and Rick's. You know, real close with the Hunley Foundation. Um, and he's, I think, going to be our next guest on the show. Is that, I, I don't know. There was talk awesome at some guess. point. 
He's going to be a great yeah. guest. Oh, yeah. So he's, whenever yeah, yeah. we get him. He, is that, is that the he's plan? Done, he's All right. Well, t- tell us a little bit, you two, about the poker run, what, what you do and, um, you know, who comes and how, who it benefits and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start it off a little bit. We, every, for everybody who doesn't know, Rick Harrison had epilepsy, and you know, it's you know, so that's that's one of the things that um, that is rarely known. But that's how he got started with the uh, the Epilepsy Foundation. And um, one thing led to another. He's been always doing this poker run, and the idea of it, especially insurance wise, um, is a lot of bikers going bar to bar with a police escort. Um, and then you finish at a bar and you, then <laughs> you just keep drinking and it was phenomenal. I mean, he's been doing them for a multiple of years. And then, um, when he actually came on board to the Hunley foundation, uh, he, he, he really, I mean, and I, I, I think Rick every, all the time because he, especially people in his position, individuals, time is really sort of sacred. And he gives so much of it to the foundation and has always been from when he said, you know, he's coming over and he really became almost pretty much like the, the face of the organization. And um, and he really put his time, which is huge, and his efforts behind it. And he the, the poker run, again, a lot of bikers, I mean, a thousand, two thousand bikers line up in front of his in front of the, uh, the, the pawn shop. And um, and they ride around at different bars and then finish at, at his bar uh, at, 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 the, at his shop. And um, it, the benefits all pro go to the Hunley Foundation. Um, and that we just started doing that with him. So now is this, I think we just finished our second annual with him. I think the, the third, the, yeah. I don't I, know. I think we I'm not two. really sure. Oh, yeah. The eighth annual. Yeah. I think he's done it eight times, but it's the Hunley Foundation. Yeah. But, the foundation, yeah. I want to say we've done them twice now with the Honey Foundation. And Rick's, oh. Rick's, he's Rick's an, Rick is such an amazing spokesperson. I mean, he's really dedicated. Okay. Yeah. He is he is so ready to jump in. And, you know, yeah. over the years in the advocacy world, you don't really get that from yeah. everybody. I mean, it can be, yeah. yes, I'm sure, like just a no strings attached. Like, hey, man, I'm here if you want me to do yeah. anything. Like, how can I help? He really rises to that um, level of, of anything. What Say what you mean, mean what you say. And yep. I think it's really interesting. I, as I understand it, I think I saw, I don't know if it was the History Channel. His, his background was really interesting about how he kind of didn't go out, maybe wasn't the most social guy, and would just read. And yep. Sounds like right. Yeah, just learn more about history <laughs> and this. And I will bring up something. You know, his, he recently lost his father. And we were able to establish the scholarship in his honor, um, which was really cool. And my favorite, and, and kind of a segue into my favorite part about Vegas, we were doing a tour of the pawn shop, and we had the old pop. His car was there. They took sort of the yep. protective cover off. I forget what year uh, and make that was, but total just really cool moment to see that and i saw colonel um sanders a kentucky fried chicken colonel sanders in the back (laughs) (laughs) yeah shout out kentucky dude rick rick has been the man and that that scholarship that scholarship that we were able to uh create in in uh honor of his father um it's it's five thousand dollar scholarships that are awarded to individuals um, of uh, spouses of active or retired military uh, members, as Rick Harrison Sr. was in the military. So uh, we just started that this year, and um, and it's been really, really awesome. So we're happy to do that for Rick, and uh, he really appreciates it. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think at the, the event we had at our house, he said he was an honorary board member. So I said, oh, okay, that's awesome. Yep. Boom. Yeah, Rick, Rick is it. – it, it's, it's – it like Rick and uh, even uh, even I, I want to bring this guy up because he has done so much for us, um, and I've, I always want to give give him a special shout out. Is Kenyon Drake? Um, he's the running back for the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, um, the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders, and and it, it sort of goes hand in hand with like Rick and the amount of things that he's being pulled to do, but he makes time and effort into giving back to the foundation and not just 
you know, not just our fund, but like Kenyon has done like above and beyond everything. And he's always, he's been at every poker run. He's donated his time, his efforts, and um, just individuals like that. You got Rick, you got Kenyon, who really, Kenyon's on our, our, uh, on our, um, uh, uh, he's, gosh dang it, what's the? Professional advisory board. Professional advisory board, yeah. Professional advisory board. Um, So it's just individuals like that who really contribute and give back. And it's just been a huge blessing to the Hunley Foundation to be able to have guys like Rick, like Kenyon, uh, and everybody else, like Shannon, Nate, everybody. We got such a good group. Like, this is exactly what it's about. Hell yeah. The team, baby. Yes, sir. It is. I'll tell you what you were talking. I think my forehead is bigger than yours. (laughs) See? But that's where Damn. that's where I feel like the hair always helps because I when it when no braids like it sort of dangles a little bit so you don't really notice how I never know. I do. I have a big forehead though. So. <laughs> well, you're looking fresh, both of you. Well, thanks. I just Nate, you know, Nate, like, man, no, Nate, take big. off the hat. Yeah, I, I, I got the biggest of foreheads. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest yes, of foreheads. It's a big forehead club right here. It's a... <laughs> want to join? Anybody want to join? Let us know. The BFC. Uh, yes. Um, it sounds way cooler than it actually is. You want to be part of the BFC? Seriously. Commemorative uh, memberships to the BFC. Drop a link in the yeah. bio. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah. So, okay. So we're all BFCs. But let me ask you this. Um, you know, for people having seizures like Nathan and I, Paris, you know, we, we're kind of in, in one club, right? We're in the, we have seizures club and, um, and you're not, you kind of, you get to watch people have seizures and tell us what that's like for you to get, and tell us what it's like to watch a seizure. And then maybe for any of our people that are listening out there, um, what advice would you give to people that are watching Caesars. And then also, you know, you're a sibling. And do you have any anything to say to the other siblings of, of people that have seizures? Siblings of seizures. Um, that works. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a great <laughs> question. Because it's, it's, it's like, it's two like completely different things. Because it's like when somebody has Hold epilepsy, it. it's like them... And what they're going through, and then it's the, the the relatives, the family, the people sort of watching them go through this. And for everybody out there who um, who's never witnessed one, uh, I'll tell you, you probably don't want to witness one. Um, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not nothing you want to remember. I'll tell you that. Um, and the biggest thing that that I say that is. A lot of the times, at least in my cases, it's somebody, you know, I, I care about, I love, you know, it's my sister going through this stuff. Um, and so I remember the first one, I've gotten so much better with witnessing a seizure because from the first, when I thought she was dying um, and running around my room, praying to the little kid to now, um, it, 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 you know, you learn. And um, it's, it's just it's just one of those things that, um, you know, you, you got to know, I would say research, especially as somebody, as a caretaker, somebody watching an individual go through them, you know, there's small things just to touch on, you know, making sure, uh, you know, you keep people out the way, there's, you know, no hard or sharp, sharp objects when people are, you know, somebody's having a seizure, uh, you want to make sure their head is, you know, like there's so many different <laughs> things that you learn. Um, I, I would say, especially as somebody who's sort of witnessed my sister will go through that, um, it's just, I, I don't know. All I, all I think about a lot of the times is making it in that. I mean, I guess anybody who's witnessing the seizure is just making sure they're okay, you know? And, and that's not, that's not just specifically while they're having a seizure, but even when it's done, because you still have to make sure they're okay. You still have to be there. And I mean, when they, when they wake up and come to, they, you know, a lot of the times parents would have no idea where she's at, no idea what's going on, you know, and if she hit her head, she could be out, you know, for, for a while. And, um, and there's just so much more that goes into making sure she's okay, not just in the moment, but after it as well. Um, and that was one of the biggest things that I've always tried to do for Paris and make sure she knows that no matter what, you know, um, waking up, 
in the hospital plenty of times for her um, that I was going to be the one person that would be there and uh, help her out through it. So um, as a, as a person looking, uh, it's a different experience and it's one that, um, you know, I've had to learn and grow, go through and, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's different, you know, I guess that I, to me, that's the easiest way to put it. It's just nothing. It's hard to explain. It really is to watch somebody you love go have a seizure. Sure. Well, and, and I think what I hear you say too, is that the, the more times, unfortunately, but like I suppose with anything is that practice makes perfect. And the more times you go through it as you're watching it, the better you probably get at dealing with it. You know, it doesn't necessarily yeah. make yeah. it easier, I suppose, but you just get better. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, I've, I've probably seen a good amount at this point, but like I still to this day cry. Still to this day, can't help myself. Cannot help myself. So that's why every time Paris, if I'm in the room, she knows as soon as she comes to, I'm probably crying somewhere. Yeah. Probably like walking or like around the corner to make sure nobody sees me and then cry and then I'll come back. Every single time. Don't want to cry in public for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. It's it's hard. Yeah, I uh and we know how you feel and it's hard. I, I've seen uh I've seen uh this girl I worked with, I saw her have a seizure, worked with her for like three years, and that was one of my first seizures. And it hit me, dude. I had to walk in the hallway. I'd worked so closely with her. Yes, I knew she had epilepsy, knew she had seizures, but had never seen one. I don't see myself have seizures. I saw her have one. I, I honestly lost my shit. I, I had to pull the go in the hallway just 10 seconds. Oh, my God, what the fuck was that? Ugh, just let it go. As Elsa would say, let it go. So that's very yeah. That's important. But uh, oh. I always, I always wondered that, and that was a question. I actually just, thanks to Nate, I just asked Paris recently, was as somebody growing up with seizures and stuff, you never see yourself as a seizure. You just see everybody's else's reactions when you probably wake up and everybody's sort of tripping out. But, like, what was it like when you, and I, you know, this is just my, I'm actually curious. It's like, what was it like when you guys first saw somebody have a seizure in front of you rather than you guys experiencing it? I guess Nate, you just answered it, but i think it's i mean for lack of a better word it's gnarly i mean i think yeah. what kind of what nate is saying is that there's a moment of it's like wow that's what i do and you know you yeah. Yeah. because we don't yeah. see it you don't really think it's that bad and and i think one of the things about having epilepsy that's obviously so hard for people with epilepsy is that lack of control and yeah. the idea that we don't, we just want to be like everybody else. And then yeah. to see somebody else have a seizure and be like, I look like that. Like that's it. It yeah. kind of puts us like in another headspace. It's like, Ooh, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be that person. I want to be this person. And we've done it all. And I don't know if Paris was ever, I mean, I know Nate and I have, you know, gone through the whole oh we're not going to take our medicine phase because we want to be able to do everything that everybody else does but the reality is if we want to be like everybody else we have to take our medicine because if we don't then we're going to have seizures and we're going to be so not like every you know i mean to give us the best <laughs> chance at being whatever our normal is we have yeah. to follow these rules but i think that's it i think it just it's like you know I think with epilepsy, there's such a broad spectrum. There's people that are, you know, nonverbal. I mean, in wheelchairs, they have no, they can't do anything to yeah. super high functioning. And for me, for a long time, to be on the same spectrum as somebody else like that was really hard because I'm like, I'm not that person. I'm not that person. And then the reality is, it doesn't matter. We are all, we all have epilepsy. You know, we're all different people, but like when I was a lot younger, it was really hard because I thought, and this is, this is why there's a stigma. Cause if you tell people you have epilepsy, they get a certain idea in their head of what that's like. And it's, you don't want to be like that. It, I don't know how to explain yep. that either, but it's like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, that I, 
I don't know, that I'm cognitively challenged or this or that or, you know, be just because I have epilepsy. And yep. so then, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a really, I don't know. What do you think, Nate? No, I, I, I totally get what you mean. And then I just, it just made me think a little further down that rabbit hole of, you know, having seizures, sometimes being semi-consciously in a post-dictal state where everything, and people look back at me with those yeah. very physical looks, like, <laughs> yeah, like, kind of yeah. like, like really shocked. And I can't control anything, but I can hear. And those yeah. images of people over the years waking up having seizures, like how they look at me, is definitely burned in my head. So, like, the the few seizures I've witnessed, it's taught me to just be as calm as possible whisper in their ear hey i'm here buddy it's cool yeah not right. like instead of hey oh fuck man are you right. are you okay um, yeah hey billy get a spoon for this motherfucker right he sees it you know yeah or call the cops he's on yeah. drugs yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been snorting the chi chi again you know yeah like, right yeah <laughs> And that's important to say, too, for sure, for yeah. sure, now. Just being But calm. way back, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. That's it's, a great question, it's, Brett. It's, but, so, um, yeah. it's, it's so crazy because, like, as you guys, like, I, I'm, you know, it's like I, I learn and stuff like that. But um, we had just shot, um, actually, Nate was helping us do it. Uh, we had just shot this uh, reel talking about, you know, what is everybody's sort of uh, – uh, goal to be steps uh, seizure free, or what, what does that look like to you? And one of the things that I had asked Paris that me and Nate were discussing, and Paris had no idea we were going to ask her this stuff, but uh, we were shooting a, a real series, and on this part, she had like, we she didn't cry the whole time. She almost cried on the track, but like this is the one time she actually broke down talking about the 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 stages of like working through, you know. Uh, you know, the identity of having epilepsy in people and, you know, trying to be in her eyes normal like everybody else and just wanting to be like everybody else. And this was the one thing. And I'll never forget it because I, I mean, again, I'm always learning, especially through her eyes is like this is the that was the one thing she broke down and, and just bawled on. Um, so to hear you guys' stories, too, I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know. Yeah, and I don't think that ever really changes. I mean, or I think it's always kind of there, right? No matter yeah. where you go or what you do, and there's still that. It's still just there. I mean, it might not affect us as much, but it, it still kind of sits right there on my shoulder. You know, I know, right? Yeah. I feel like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. totalmente. totalmente. So, well, I have another question. This, and this is just, you know, because everybody wants to know. You're not going to probably be playing football forever. And um, and so what, what, what are your plans once, you're, once you say, you know, say la vie to football? And what, what are, you, where are your, uh, some, your hobbies? What do you like to do? And, and you think you'll do anything with those yeah. hobbies? And so tell us about that. Hey. Heck yeah. I have a plan right now to play. I, it's crazy saying this, but I'm eight years in the league. Um, I am, I, I mean, I, I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm young. I'm 29. But, like, in the NFL, I'm old. I am really old. Um, and so it's it's funny. I, I said I want to play three more years. I want to play through 10. Um, and then what I really want to do is I, I, I have a lot of stuff real estate-wise going on in Arizona. Um, with a property management company, you know, short-term rentals um, and a uh, little bit of turtle stuff. But, um, but primarily as real estate, I do some flips and stuff like that. So I, I, I really actually found a passion doing a lot of that stuff. Um, and I'm stoked to do it. But my true, my true, true passions are uh, traveling, cooking, and photography. And uh, once I leave um, and actually... Uh, I will talk to you about this in three years, uh, Shannon, with the foundation. But uh, <laughs> once I leave uh, and retire from football, I do want to uh, travel uh, and I want to leave the country and live abroad for about two to three years. 
Um, and I do, I, that, that has been a plan of mine since I probably before, probably during college. Um, and I get a, I get a traveling, I get a, I get a passion from each of my parents. My father is a big cook in my family. My mom is a flight attendant. So that's where my traveling bug. And then I sort of picked up photography along the way. Um, but once I retire, I do want to get out and just try. There's so much to see in this world, so much to see, so much to do. And one of the things I want to do, uh, with, with even the foundation is, uh, while I'm traveling, do one thing, like I'll go live in, you know, maybe Brazil for two months and do a big event for, you know, maybe do something in each country, you know, that, that, that I'll go to, whether that's doing something in the favelas of Brazil or, you know, building a well in Africa, just stuff like that. I, I have a huge, huge aspiration to do something like that. So, uh, once, once, and actually, I just talked to. Um, I'm, I'm gonna put them out on blast. Tracy, um, she she's a, a, a president of the NFL um, players, um, and one thing they're starting to do is expand abroad. But the NFL, you know, now they're having. They actually have a game in um, uh, Germany. I want to yeah, say this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have a game in Germany. They have a game in Mexico. They have a game in Europe. And one of the things I just actually reached out to them. Uh, to do was to spearhead their operations uh, once I retire um, in their abroad approach. So uh, joining forces, oh, that's cool. and, you know, I, I, yeah, everybody asks if I want to coach after cool. the league, but I, yeah, I, 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 ne- I don't think I want to specifically coach. I would coach quarterbacks uh, maybe abroad. That's one thing I also want to do as well is create like coaching camps, uh, quarterback coaching camps abroad, and whether that be in Japan, you know, Europe. There's not many coaches uh, that are coaching this game abroad, so um, I, I want to. I have a lot of things I want to do, but that that those are probably the, the biggest things that I find passion and I, I'm set to do it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, I like that abroad operation so, thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. For it. Super excited. So for tell it. us of all the places that you visited. And I just saw your post. Of, or you did you post it, or you reposted that that woman that had visited all those countries that like every Jessica. single country that book. Jessica, yep, that's Jessica. so cool. I want I want yep. to get that book. Um, yeah, she's been to every single country in the world. Every single every country world. in the world. <laughs> Amazing! Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I know you're you're probably not that far behind. No, I don't know. But you've you've been so many places. Where's your favorite? What's your favorite? What's your like? Uh, favorite city you know, or favorite country I, or it has I, I tell everybody this there's a difference in every place i've been like, i've been to 40 countries so i'm way behind jessica way behind but i will catch her um or tire because i'll never be able to beat her uh, but i would say the coolest thing i did or the favorite place i've been to uh i went by myself i'm a huge solo traveler i love traveling just me and my backpack and my camera um but I took, I rented an RV in South Island, New Zealand, and I drove the whole South Island, just made a big circle. And it was like a two-week trip thing there. And it was the most beautiful, like, it's really hard to explain. It was where I, I found so much out about myself, what I, you know, my thoughts. I mean, I had so much time just to, you know, you know, it just dive deep into who I am as a man and um, and the things I was able to see on that trip. New Zealand, North Island is great, but like South Island is really beautiful. Like I couldn't even explain because like the water looks like a movie. The mountains look like I mean, I remember I was driving and I randomly looked to my right and there was a massive lavender field. And I went there and just like I mean, some of these places, too. I mean, I would. I, it was that beautiful where, like, I would shed a tear. Like, like, it was that beautiful. I mean, I would go to this lavender farm. Dead, dead serious, man. Dead serious. Like, I went to this lavender farm, had the best ice cream of my life, lavender ice cream fresh from the lavenders. Um, but New Zealand, and I did the, if you guys know, have you guys ever seen the people in those massive uh, balls, the plastic balls rolling down the hills? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, that yeah. started in South Island, South Island, New New Zealand and uh, I, I went to that place I did it I went work have you got there's a there's there's this cave in in New Zealand I forgot what his name but it's glow worms and the butt of the worm 
glows in the dark. So like you go in these caves, and they're, I mean, these are massive caves, and they're just, I mean, it's literally lit up up there, and it's completely dark, but the caves, and it's these worms, they have a silk to them, and they hang from the top, and their butt, they glow this like sort of luminescence glow, and oh they're just lying through the whole cave, and this thing goes so far back. I mean, I did that. Oh, I, that sounds um, beautiful. There, there was so much stuff to do in New Zealand, and um, it was just one of the coolest trips I've ever been to. Um, but, you know, you talk about New Zealand, and you talk about, you know, going to the Holy Festival in India, which is completely different type of trip, but, like, it was so much <laughs> embracing and, and learning the culture of a, of a place that everywhere is like unique you know like i had the best pizza of my life in in serbia belgrade serbia random at night like one o'clock in the morning random it was like out there I, and again i was probably a little drunk but um, <laughs> i was i was by myself i was stopping through belgrade serbia and i was like let's go out i was staying at a hostel let's go out and have a good time with the people in the hostel walking back and everybody there was walking around with this pizza box and i was like man where the heck do you guys get this pizza box and it was i love holding the wall places they were like look at this hole in the wall right down the street so i walk over there and it's this pizza i mean it's like a wood fire pizza but they put there's like all these different sauces on it i mean you could put it's i mean i would say like alfredo or different but it was like all these different sauces and it's not the actual pizza sauce it goes on top of the pizza oh that's, that's good and he froze. He froze. Right there on the with pizza. on top of the pizza. <laughs> I'm gonna Photoshop a piece of pizza falling down his face right here. Yeah. Oh, that would be. <laughs> I have one more question. Oh. But maybe he's answered it. Brett, we got. What was the question? I want to know the best thing he cooks because he loves to cook. Okay. And then his. His favorite food. You know, coming from a foodie. So I think that. What do you think? I wonder if he's no, found I had, any good. I, he, he, did, he did say that was the best pizza. Yeah, I think we. Best pizza. I think we found we asked any him good what his best food is. Yet. And let's see if he can hop back in here real quick. Okay, so I just texted him. Okay, here he is. Here he is. All right. Here we that go. Was All right. And he's back. Oh, we got you. <laughs> I was right when like the, they put the sauce on the top of the pizza. And we're like, like hanging on everything. Yeah, Brett. Please what? tell me there's more to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the dial-up here, you guys. <laughs> All good. Shannon actually has one more question. I and do. So I was like, oh, shoot, can, I have another yeah. question. And my question is, so what, what's the best thing that you think that you cook? And then what's your favorite food? Like Man, you're on death uh, row, you get your last meal. What is that last meal? That's that's a hard one because I would say on death row, it would have to be like a good like homemade meal. You know, my pops was making it. It's like grilled chicken, ballistic beans, family recipe. Uh, y'all got to come and try it. We'll cook for y'all. Um, oh. and, um, cornbread greens, sort of like the Thanksgiving black, black edition soul food throwdown. Like I'm gonna get as fat as I can. I'm probably be asleep and they can go ahead and cut me loose at that point. Um, <laughs> but the, the, <laughs> the, the best food that I cook, I would say, I, I really love making Italian food. You guys like no mm. joke, chicken parm. If I, I really that. put my foot in it and take I some time, like, I've really got to take some time, but if I have the time to do it, like Italian, good chicken parm or I always, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm black, you know, got to gotta make some mac and cheese, some chicken, some, <laughs> some beans, you know, um, I, 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 I love, love cooking, like, just good down-to-earth food, um, and it puts some weight on you, so um, that's probably my go-tos and everything. <clears throat> Hell, sounds, Both yes. sound so good. Yeah. Italian food is my favorite. Andy doesn't okay, eat, see. you know, he tries, he's like, I'm, I don't like carbs. So we always eat Italian. <laughs> oh, man. I, see, we got we to gotta do something. Yeah, you guys got to come and I'll cook for all you guys. And I think that'd be oh, I'm so down. We're, yeah, we're there. <laughs> Done. Put a little butter in there. <laughs> Brett Allen yeah. Huntley Jr. It's been so great to, to chat with you, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, and, uh, yeah thank you. This was fantastic. I loved it. 
thank you guys. Woo. Seriously, this is amazing what you guys have going on. And again, last cheers to you guys. Yes. Uh, right. You guys are amazing, man. You guys are amazing. Shout out. We got, we're, you definitely got to come back on and give us just the updates, man. Maybe here in a couple months, yeah. whatever's going on. And then um, especially after some of these more travels, we'd love to hear straight You, you guys let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll do the next podcast wherever I'm at. In the country, wherever there we the go. country is, let's plan. Let's on do that. It. Oh, that would be amazing. Let's do All it. Right. That would be cool. <laughs> I, actually, you know where that's gonna be? It's gonna. This is the next podcast we're planning. It. The next let's country I go to is Running with the Bulls. It's actually going on now. Pamplona, but Spain. I plan on doing it next year. Yes, I've been saying I want to do Running with the Bulls. So the next one, I'm gonna be Facetiming you guys <laughs> running from the Bulls. That that's that. Oh, you're running. That. Oh something. my gosh. No joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. And I'm gonna be dressed up in the outfit too. The stripes. Oh, we're going live on this one. Is that we're going live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? It's probably not, but, you not know, yeah, and it's after. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask, you know, forgiveness, not permission. Like, yeah, uh, we'll ask later. As long as I don't get random trampled by bull, I think we'll be good. I think you're good. Thank you guys again. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys again. Shane and I are going to Thanks. do a recap. It was so good seeing you, man. We'll talk soon. We'll catch up next week. All right. See you guys. Appreciate right. you guys. Bye, you, Brad. Thanks. Out with my brains. See Out. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a treasure. What a, what a, man, what a fun catch up. I love him. He's the, he's just the best. He's such a yeah. great guy with a good heart. And like, I'm old enough to be his mom, you know? Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> no, no, you don't not. find that many. <laughs> kids he's a kid to me you know with yeah, that are so too. he's my he's a kid he's my boss mm -hmm. and he's solid like he's yeah, he is. Yeah. you know just he's got his parents raised him right i'll tell you a lot of, yeah Paris, a lot of great perspective so yeah amazing people so i just so, want to see so I we just, I to just, I, we'll get paris because we were going to do with brett and paris when they're in miami right and have paris on too so we'll, we'll get paris later and it's just been a logistics thing but uh um really saw a guy congratulations again i'm so excited for more huntley foundation stuff and he got to tell us a little bit about that Woohoo! yay thank you and all that coming full circle like he was talking about the brain at the rose bowl and i just man i just have so many vivid memories of actually turning around seeing you and andy and then because i remember specifically because it was the first time we had blown the thing up and there wasn't getting enough pressure in the baffle system inside so it was like caving in on everybody everybody i remember that remember oh that? my it's god like ah <laughs> like god oh my gosh that's it, so funny we didn't have the cards set up yet and uh yeah that was fun um awesome so we got so oh brett you know, being the ever gentleman just Texted. sent us a text so uh um all right